Hello, and welcome to the first episode of How I Met This Piece of Literature. We are your hosts, Boomer and Campbell. Today, we will be talking about The Meal by John Daniel. This poem was originally published in 1988 and was a part of a larger book of poems that was published that same year. All right. Um, this poem is about how even one meal can affect a family's relationship. The theme that we believed was the most was more prominent in this poem is the importance of family because the narrator goes into heavy detail about uh, about the small things that are happening around the dinner table. The narrator feels an unspoken tension before like saying grace and uh as this part of the meal seems to be a very important to this family, the narrator states that how people at the table have traveled a long way to be present at this dinner, meaning that it's some some sort of an important event to the family. Um, and then this outlines the main theme of like dedication to the family. Um, and then, yeah. So. Why we like this poem is because it makes it feel like everything is moving in slow motion due to the due to the narrator explaining the small actions in great detail. The narrator notices little things, such as no one has reached for a fork yet, and the color of his father's eyes, and how they have changed over the years. Um, we we like this poem because John Daniel talks about his, talks a lot about his family. Uh, he gives a small bit of background to each um, and mention uh, each family member. Uh, Daniel uses diction to paint a picture uh, for the readers to help them understand the situation that he's currently being narrated. That is currently being narrated. And here is the poem, "The Meal" by John Denver or John Daniel. <laughs> the meat is before us. The flagons have been filled. But my father doesn't rise to speak. His head turned toward the speckled man who stares at his plate. And I have seen that sharp white jaw in a picture. My grandfather, the lawyer, the one who died young of syphilis. The candles glimmer his lenses. He does not look up. Down the table in the crowd of faces, another comes clear. My father's grandfather, the gray beard harness maker they called Gross Papa and more beyond him that I almost know, their faces obscuring, faint moons in the dim, smoky light. No one has reached for a fork. The quiet is awkward now, and I worry for my father as I used to worry when the whiskey drugged his tongue. But he sits straight in his chair, hands on the edge of the table, his tie knotted tight. I feel the, film, I feel the familiar weight of his gaze and a long time passes before I can look, before I finally see that the hurt his gray eyes held is gone. They are clear and burning now and helplessly empty of words. I understand until I understand that until I speak, the meal cannot begin. All down the long table, they are staring and waiting. They are hungry. The food is before them. And they have traveled a great distance to be here. Um, some questions that we have are, uh, what do you believe is uh, this poem's main argument? 
So I believe that the main argument of the poem is how the idea of religion is very important in some families. This poem outlines the, uh, that idea quite well because there is an unspoken pressure on the narrator to say grace before this meal. It was almost as if this it was almost as if this was the time that he had been waiting to impress his father and follow in the steps of God. Now Campbell, what do you believe that the mood of this poem was? Uh, I feel that the mood of this poem uh, was kind of like isolated and confused. There's a confusion in the poem because in the main in because the main character isn't quite sure what's going on and why everyone is looking at him until the very end. The, the sense of isolation occurs when the reader of the poem, it, when reading the poem, because it feels as though the main character is on his own and like not fully present in the moment. Uh, now, Boomer, uh, what imagery do you believe is present in the poem? I'd say in lines 10 through 20, there is heavy imagery. In these few lines, it seems like time is moving slower and the narrator is going into crazy detail about the small things. He is also reflecting on his past, as in lines 19 through 20, it states, As I used to worry when the whiskey drugged his tongue, in reference to his father, this implies that the narrator's father is an alcoholic that would take his issues out on his son. And Campbell, how are the shifts and structure incorporated in this poem? Uh, the structure of this poem isn't very out of the ordinary. Um, however, the dramatic shifts that occur when the poet goes into detail when talking about the people sitting at the table in the beginning of the poem, the poet talks about how his uh, own grandfather, like how his own grandfather, like saying, quote, uh, my grandfather, the lawyer, the one who died young of syphilis, the candles glimmered his lens. Then shortly after, he talks about his father's grandfather, my father's grandfather, the gray beard harness maker. They called him Gross Papa. This represents a shift of emotion because it goes from grim and death to like a more exciting experience. Uh, now, Boomer, what seems to be the problem that this piece considers? So the main part of uh this this uh problem that is prominent in the poem is as i used to worry when the when the whiskey drugged his tongue the main tension in this poem is actually somewhat unspoken there isn't one line of dialogue in this entire poem we are experiencing this poem as the narrator experiences it in real time however the main tension comes from the past that the narrator is afraid of from this quote above, it implies that the narrator's father is an alcoholic. This makes the narrator believe that if he messes up here, he will have to relieve, relive a part of his childhood that he is not fond of. Campbell, how is figurative language present in this poem? There are plenty of symbols throughout the story, such as the candle representing his uh, dead grandfather, the gray beard of his father's grandfather, to so like nastiness of him, and it, the tie of the, the knot of the tie is a serious event. Um, now, Boomer, 
how would you explain the structure of the poem? So I believe that the main structure of this poem and uh, the point of view, too, uh, is just from the single narrator. There aren't any line breaks in this poem. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really about it. There isn't much structure. There isn't any any real detail to the breaks or anything in this poem. So it's it's really just one big paragraph, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with you. There isn't really any, uh, like, like, it's kind of just bland in structure. Like, it's not like your typical. Yeah, it's just, it's really just a big rectangle. Bandos. It's just like one big, like, it's kind of like weird looking, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's off-putting, just like the poem itself. It gets, yes. it gets, it gives you a feeling of un, uneasiness, if you will. All right. Um, well, thank you all for listening to the first episode of How I Met This Piece of Literature. Again, we are your hosts, Boomer and Campbell. And thank you for listening.